In a world where some people have forgotten how to rock, Cheap Trick stars in the Summer Blockbuster Spectacular or Cheap Trick at the Movies. Look, I didn't do it. Five years ago, I had no idea I'd be here. Who are you, anyway? What are you taking for? I must be dreaming. Listen, I'll, I'll never eat a double cheeseburger before bed again. Really. I'm telling you, I didn't do it. <sighs> but if I did do it, it was an accident. In 3D. It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Hello, kitties, and welcome to episode number five. Hard to believe we are here. So good to see you once again. Joined by Matt. Ken, how are you? Nice to hear from you. Glad to hear that you're not off to no good. And BJ Cramp. How you doing, sir? Hello, I'm doing good. Good to hear. So, Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to this idea to do this episode? You know, it's. I think it was you and I were talking about uh, just different ideas, and it was in the middle of the summer, and how could we make something theme-oriented, and uh, obviously BJ knows all the details of every song sure way does. more than me. I was curious to find all these things out. So, so BJ, what do you think about uh, Cheap Trick doing summer soundtrack songs? And, and a lot of these seem to be related to summer's films, don't you think? Yeah, I guess so. I love it. I, you know, and more cheap trick is fine with me. And I like the idea of Rick Nielsen writing a song to order sometimes, because um, mm-hmm. he's a creative guy, and it's fun to to see what he does. If, you know, to if he has an impetus to do something that wasn't his his original idea. I like that concept. Absolutely. And we're coming live to you from 1988, where Cheap Trick uh, down in Daytona, where they did the Spring Break thing, because we're going to play Spring Break, at least a little bit of it later, and we'll just pretend that we're sitting poolside today, live on MP3 inside of your head. BJ, let's pick the first track. I think we should start with, what, Everything Works, if you let it? Or do you want to talk about the first time Cheap Trick was used in a movie? They were in a film called Over the Edge, correct? Yeah. Um, that movie came out in 79, and there were four Cheap Trick songs on the soundtrack. Surrender, Speak Now, Forever Hold Your Peace, Hello There, and Downed. And I think that was Matt Dillon's first movie. He was 14. Now, Cheap Trick themselves are not in the film. No. But it's um, pretty... I think it's a movie about high school kids kind of having a revolt in their town and rioting. Mm-hmm. I, I vaguely remember it from cable when I was a kid. I'm just hoping it's on Netflix, because I have to check it out now. It seems like... Cheap Trick were the punk band on the soundtrack, which is interesting. <laughs> well, they've always, I, I mean, to me, you know, it's had weird a punk. to think, but you know, Cheap Trick were kind of a punk rock band back, you know, and um, definitely, there's a lot of punk elements in their music. Yeah, and I think that's what I think that's what the movie soundtrack was looking for with their songs was it was the heavier. I think that was the idea behind it. I don't know, because mm-hmm. that's the kind of movie it was. Okay, it was cool. pretty dark movie, I think. Well, everybody try to look for it, and if uh, maybe we'll discuss it on the Cheap Trick board there. You know, an interesting uh, side note is that uh, Cheap Trick were originally approached, I guess, by Roger Corman to be the band in Rock and Roll High School. Which would have been amazing. Yeah, and they turned it down um, because they thought they were going to make their own movie at the time, which I guess that would have been right when Budokan was huge and Journey Police was going to be coming out, and... I guess they had it in their heads that they were going to make their own movie, so they turned down Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> I have wow. 
Hard but now play. we can all just imagine the song Rick Nielsen would have written called Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> I know I'd like to hear it. I'd, I'd even like to hear him cover Rock and Roll High School myself. That would be awesome. So let's go with Everything Works If You Let It. think it really works so to speak uh, good song love the song don't think i ever saw the movie you're not missing from anything. the roadie soundtrack from the roadie soundtrack what can you tell us about that bj let's see that came out in i'm looking at my record right now 1980 uh-huh. and um i haven't seen actually i haven't seen any of these movies in a long time that oh, that but i don't remember liking any of them either <laughs> yeah. Do you remember much about the roadie movie? I remember being disappointed that there wasn't enough Alice Cooper who was in it. And yeah. Cheap Trick wasn't in it and should have been. And Blondie barely should have been on I mean, it, just, it, it was just, to me, it wasn't that good of a movie. No. She is the girl of his dreams. He wants her. He thinks forget it. He's got a pain in his heart. It feels like crying. So lonesome for home, he feels like dying. But don't stop the dream. He can fix it. I know he can. He's the world's world's greatest at the work that he does when he moves on down the line. One, two, three. She is the girl of his dreams He wants her, he thinks, forget it He's got a pain in his heart, it feels like crying So lonesome for home, it feels like dying But don't stop the dream He can fix it, I know he can He's the world's world's greatest at the work that he does When he moves on down the line Two, three, four That's, I think one of the problems is that Cheap Tricks, their songs on soundtracks were always in bad movies and never in hit movies. Well, except for Top Gun, but uh, that's another story we'll get to. You know, it's funny that you bring that up. A lot of their films were flops. Yeah. It's very strange. But Everything Works If You Let It, um, so that's produced by George Martin. I guess they recorded at the same time as All Shook Up. Um, and it, in the book... Uh, there's two different stories about how they wrote the song. Rick says he wrote it in a hotel room in half an hour. And he he implies that he wrote it specifically for the film. He says that uh, they gave him a clip from the movie that had On Top of the World playing over it. And so he wrote the song at that same tempo as, over, as On Top of the World. But then 
Rob, Robin remembers that they wrote it in the studio, I guess, while they were recording All Shook Up. So right. I don't know which story is true. Well, I did not know that. That's very interesting. Uh, do you have a favorite track that we're going to be discussing today? You know, always talking about movies. So the one that I always think of right away, Up the Creek. Bad movie, great song. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I would say Reach Out is my favorite, but... Mine too, and we put a little thing up on the Cheap Talk Facebook page, but I think I think Reach Out seems to be in the lead. Last time I saw Everything Works was in the lead, but I haven't looked recently. Well, there you that go. That was getting a lot of votes right off the bat, though. Well, Everything Works, if you let it, I guess is your guys' favorite tune so far, so there we go. What, what do you think of the song as it is? Everything Works, if you let it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I don't know, maybe there could have been some harmony vocals, but that seemed like an all-shook-up thing. Like, I, I always thought it was weird that Stop This Game didn't have, really have harmony vocals either, you know, on the chorus. Yeah, you're right. And, and Everything Works is the same way. Um, it's a great song, but, yeah, I'm not sure about why there aren't any, any harmony vocals, really. Very but I always nice. love to hear Rick Nielsen come in in the background. <laughs> Me too. It actually adds a huge dimension to their sound. And even though he sounds so much like Robin at times, it's it's a different kind of thing, and and I really miss it when it's not happening. Like for example, on Lap of Luxury, it would have been better to have yeah. all of those mm-hmm. tracks. Right. Dean, I, can you can you honestly tell me that you forgot forgot the magnetism of Robin Zander or the charisma of Rick Nielsen? That's kid stuff. Kid stuff. How about the tunes? I want you to want me. The dream police. Da 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 da. Your mama's all right. Your dad is all right, but just seem a little bit weird, surrender. Can I talk to you for a sec? Well, now, Stacy, I'm doing business. Well, then let's go to the heavy metal soundtrack, and we find two tracks, Reach Out and You Must Be Dreaming. What do you think of those songs? I like it. I mean, it's. I, I remember when this movie came out and kind of being so intrigued by the fact that it was, you know, a cartoon movie, but clearly uh, was maybe a little too adult at the time. And, uh, you know, uh, the songs are great. I love how they use them in the movie. And uh, certainly, I, I mean, I've seen the heavy metal movie a bunch of times since, and it's, it's a good movie and, uh, yeah, good songs for sure. Well, I love Reach Out. I personally don't really like I Must Be Dreaming. Um, Why it's, is that? It, it's kind of one of those uh, you're all talk, gonna raise hell type cheap trick songs that are not my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like them, but definitely not high on my list. Ah. Reach out and take it. So Reach Out was written by Pete Kamita and Bob James, who's the guy who replaced Sammy Hagar in Montrose. He was in Montrose for um, two albums. And according to the book, the song Reach Out originated from a band Pete Kamita and Bob James were in called Empire. Um, that's when they wrote that song. And um, and then after Pete Kamita was in Cheap Trick, he was in another band with Bob James called USSA. And Randy Castillo was the drummer in that band. Oh, wow. And there are some clips on YouTube of a couple of USSA songs, but I you can't hear em, that band Empire that they talk about anywhere. Hmm, that's kind of strange. Yeah, but as the story goes, um, the song "Reach Out" was attached to the heavy metal soundtrack 
before Cheap Trick became involved, and it was just a coincidence that Pete Camuta was in the band that ended up recording the song for the soundtrack. <laughs> definitely hard to believe yeah reach out i must be dreaming and then those three songs from rock and rule those are significant because those are the only studio recordings the band did with pete Kamita. and then that was it yeah he probably had the shortest term in the band other than like Zeno. yeah he was yeah hmm i wonder who was longer <laughs> i'm not sure yeah he might have been longer than Zeno. i'm not sure but yeah he he didn't even make it to a studio album so <laughs> he did. He did manage to get in the uh, the photo shoot for the um, 
What, what cell was that called? Viewmaster. Yeah, the Viewmaster <laughs> photo shoot. Yeah. Uh, bringing back memories. Very strange. That was such a weird thing anyway. You know what's funny? I actually, I probably still have my Viewmaster around here. And I had uh, the uh, Superman Viewmaster and uh, King Kong. And I always thought that was cool. I always liked visual stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, never had the Kiss one, though. I could never find that. I had the Kiss ones, the Batman ones, Natch, of course. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> few magic kids nowadays. Uh-uh. <laughs> like yeah. my daughter with them. Um, Everything that she's had access to, yeah, you know, Nintendo DS and everything she does on the computer, and then <laughs> Viewmaster. Here, you have to look at it through this big deal. They put it back down and move yeah. on. I think that Reach Out is fantastic. What didn't you like about I Must Be Dreaming? I just, I don't know how to describe what I don't like about it. Um, you know what, it's not as good a song as Reach Out. It's kind of, uh, I don't, I think in a way, if I, when I think of the heavy metal soundtrack, I think of uh, Reach Out, and uh, you know, it's an alright tune. Not, not really anything remarkable in the Cheap Trick catalog. It's just not catchy enough for me. Just not, not a hook. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Well, it was really neat seeing Cheap Trick in the heavy metal soundtrack and in the cartoon kind of thing. And cartoons were pretty good to Cheap Trick. As a matter of fact, they're kind of featured in our next little bit. Uh, There's a movie called Rock and Rule. And if you look closely, if you get a copy of Rock and Rule, there's someone that kind of looks like Robin, someone that kind of looks like Bunny, and someone that definitely looks like Rick, kind of. And we're going to talk about those songs. There are three songs on that soundtrack, weren't there, BJ? Yeah, three songs written by Cheap Trick, and all three of them ended up on the box set. Mm-hmm. Because there was never a soundtrack released for that movie. Which was very frustrating at the time. It was really tough to find to try to find those songs, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. The movie, it took five years from the time it was completed, I think, until the time it actually came out. And I have a feeling that's probably why. You know, they had all these different people involved, Blondie and Lou Reed and Iggy Pop, and um, that five-year delay probably caused you know issues with licensing or who knows what you know people probably switched labels and who knows what happened but that's probably why a soundtrack never came out maybe if the movie had actually come out right when it was finished yeah but there's some uh, cool stuff on there i myself love the born to raise how we'll play a little bit of that right now
remember when Rock and Rule was out, uh, and I had it on a VHS tape way back when. And I, I mean, I guess a lot of people really kind of—it's it, a weird movie, maybe, but I really like it. I mean, it, I have it on DVD. I have the two-disc DVD you. set. I like the Cheap Trick songs. Obviously, uh-huh. you even get to hear Robin singing without any of the background instruments when uh, you know the, after they get booted off the stage, and he's—he wants to keep doing the song. And, uh, <laughs> why you guys should finish how about this it's funny because that movie like if you look back at it i mean as far as animation i thought it was a lot of fun it's weird there's a lot of kind of strange like uh strange kind of animation it's funny because i mean obviously i draw everything back to kiss but i always thought that the mock character could have easily been gene simmons uh you know when he's singing and my name is mock thanks a lot and that's lou reed but you could almost hear you know i'm it, it reminds me that's what mr blackwell could look like just as much um you know in that part and uh but i like it i think it's a good movie and, and you know it's it's uh i think out of all the cheap trick movies it's one of the first ones i think of when you say uh think of a movie with the cheap trick song in it what do you think of born to raise hell bj it's great i like it just as you know robin zander shredding his vocal cords <laughs> it almost sounds like them attempting to do an acdc type song yeah <laughs> um i don't i'd like to know um if the guys who made the movie asked them for any kind of a specific type of song, if, if Rick was writing it with something in mind, or... Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Born to Raise Hell, I think it's fantastic, and I like the way it's actually used in the movie. One of the things that, you know, a lot of these soundtrack songs, you know, it's the song that's the background song on a diner, you know, it's playing in the diner, it's playing, you know, on, on the beach somewhere, but these actually, they the songs are very important to the movie, and uh, the way, you know, obviously that's the band playing that, and I, I like that. Well, man. Um, according to the book, the, the, other, the other heavy song, I'm the Man, uh, originates from a sick man of europe song from like 73 that was called i'm deranged ah sounds like rick sounds like rick kind of rewrote that song for the movie let's listen to a little bit of i'm the man right now Well, that's I think probably the weakest of the ones on the soundtrack. I mean, the other two I think are stronger, you know. And and uh, but it's you know it's all right. Om Sweet Om is um the basically the lyrics from Born to Raise Hell, right? But then they just made it mellow, kind of folky song. Right. Um that that part of the movie I remember is when the band took some kind of drug. <laughs> they were on drugs when they were. That's why they were performing that mellow folky song. 
Right. Um, You're right. They run mu- something like mushrooms or something like that. <laughs> you know, whatever their futuristic outer space version of mushrooms was. So this isn't your uh, grandma's Disney kind of movie. So anyway. that was like their hippie. They were like hippies for that part when they were performing that song. Right. Some- Let's listen to a little bit of Om Sweet Om right now. I like you, and I like this town, I mean you, and this wonderful town, I like you, you put a smile on my face, hometown town, it's my kind of place, I like the pace, I like the pace of this place, I like the style, I'd like to stay here a while, I like the birds. Singing in the trees I like the girls And they like me The kind of town You can kick off your shoes The kind of town Can take away the blues Matt, what do you think of those songs? You know, again, it's it's Home Sweet Home is uh, It's part of the movie And uh, I, I like it I, I mean, as far as it's not necessarily one of those songs That when you're driving around, you're going to crank up but uh, but it's a good song. Did you ever see the movie? Rock and Roll, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but if you're thinking like, oh wow, Cheap Tricks featured in this, it's other than the songs and the lookalikes, it's really not amazing or anything. Yeah, no, I don't like it very much. I remember seeing it back on cable when I was a kid. Probably liked it more then. Um, and then it became like the holy grail for a while, trying to get a hold of it. Yeah. And then I got some like bootleg VHS of it at some point. It's weird on Amazon right now. It's going for a pretty hefty price tag. It was released on Blu-ray and DVD, but uh, apparently they didn't make a lot of them. So BJ, why don't you take it away with one of the Your All Talk uh, segments that you do with a little bit of Cheap Trick history about the soundtrack for Rock and Roll. Take it away, BJ. You talk too much. 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 Hello, BJ here, reluctant host of the Rock and Or Roll podcast. Check it out at rockandorrollpodcast.blogspot.com. So, Rock and Rule originally took shape as an animated film called Drats, D R A T S exclamation point, and it was originally going to be targeted at a younger audience. But at some point, the team behind the film decided to target an older audience and incorporate state-of-the-art animation and special effects. A $5.5 million budget turned into a $9 million budget by the end. And the film, which was always going to be about sort of anthropomorphized rats in like a post-nuclear war, a dystopian future, it became sort of a gritty urban landscape uh, one of those 80s movies like Blade Runner, Road Warrior type thing, sort of post-apocalyptic. The human race apparently have been wiped out and replaced by these evolved rodents that, as the film developed, started to look more and more like humans and less and less like the rats from the original idea of drats. It was a break from the Disney model of an animated film, but avoided the violence and sexual overtones that were present in some of the animated films we're talking about on the show today that included cheap trick songs like Heavy Metal. So there's this legendary super rocker named Mock, M-O-K, 
and he's going to stage this huge comeback performance. And during the performance, his plan is to summon a demon during the concert. But there's only one specific voice that can sing the sequence of notes that are required to open this gateway and summon this demon. And Mach finds that voice in a singer named Angel. She's the singer of a band. Uh, the other band members are Omar, Dizzy, and Stretch. And so Mach kidnaps her, and then her bandmates have to save her. Meanwhile, Angel has to resist Mach and avoid singing that sequence of notes to summon the demon. Angel's voice, of course, is supplied by Debbie Harry from Blondie, and her signature song in the film, which is usually called Angel's Song, was written by Chris Stein and Debbie Harry and performed by Chris Stein and Debbie Harry, basically. And even though a soundtrack was never released for the film and that song has never been included on any sort of Blondie compilation or anything, that song, the Blondie version of that song, Angel Song, has surfaced on bootlegs. Now, why this is of interest to Cheap Trick fans, of course, is that at the climactic moment at the end of the film, when Angel is reunited with her bandmates, that song becomes a duet between Debbie Harry and Robin Zander, and Cheap Trick, the band, rock the song out. So there's a rock version of the song with Robin Zander duetting with Debbie Harry, unfortunately, since there was never a soundtrack album released, and... Rumor has it that the tapes were either lost or destroyed. That version of the song, with Cheap Trick playing on it and Robin Zander singing, has never surfaced. There is no good quality version of the song available. The only version of the song out there is the song, just the scene from the film, which is, the song is pretty much ruined by the sound effects and the voices and everything that's going on you know, during the movie while the song is basically just playing in the background.
The Blondie version of the song that we heard first is usually referred to as Angel's Song, and then the Cheap Trick version is usually referred to as Send Love Through. Then, Debbie Harry rewrote the song for her 1989 solo album, which was called Deaf, Dumb, and Blonde. It became a song called Maybe For Sure that was actually released as a single at the time. there you have it the evolution from man to rodent drats to rock and rule and angel's song to maybe for sure okay let's move on up to spring break Spring Break is great. I love that song. A lot of great energy on it. A lot of great. Yeah. Energy. I remember getting that and rushing right home. I, I was we a friend of mine went to the mall and I snagged this at the record store and he's like, "Well, what's the big deal about this song?" And I was like, "It's it's 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 new. I got to listen to it." And I listened to the side A and side B and it was just amazing to have. Sadly, it was better than the movie it was in. So yeah, again, not not a great movie, but um. Yeah, Spring Break is 83, I think. Is Spring Break between one-on-one and next position, please? I think that's where it falls. I believe so. It says in the book, I think, that that recording session was produced by Ian Taylor, who he engineered one-on-one, and then he co-produced the 1997 album. Oh, wow. Well, guys, do you have any experiences like these Spring Break? Were you ever involved in one? Well, we actually, the best part about it was we got to write a song for a flop movie. That I, I actually, I think it was kind of funny, but we wrote a song called Spring Break, and uh, we used to come down to Florida and party down here in San Padre Island. We'd go to all these places. How about these Spring Break audiences? I think they're all great. They don't have any clothes on it, first of all. That makes it great. 
No, I don't know. They all are tan and having fun. That's what this is all about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. In our continuing series on safety tips for the people that are down here, do you have any? I've got one that uh, works very well on the beach and will make friends if you heed this warning. No breaking wind. Very important. It's spring break time. No breaking wind. We're here with Rick Nielsen, Robin Zander, Cheap Trick, and uh, they're going to give us their rendition of their hit song, Spring Break, movie. from the hit movie. An acoustic okay. electric guitar here. Go for it. Oh, well, I worked so hard from September to December. But that was so long ago. I hardly remember. Oh, give me a break. I, I need, need a break. I need, need a spring break. break. No wonder the thing never did any good. <laughs> Someone didn't heed the sign. And, and the B-side of Spring Break is a song that's not available anywhere else called Get Ready, which they rewrote as Rock All Night then on Standing on the Edge. And you have that? Yeah. Well, why don't we play that right now?
Well, let's move to one of the uh, one of the lost Cheap Trick songs of all time. <laughs> one of the great lost Cheap Trick songs, whether you like it, love it, or hate it. It apparently isn't coming out anytime soon. I really thought it would be on the box set when it came out, but sadly, that didn't work out. And there's a couple different versions of this song. The song is called Up the Creek, and I know Matt's going to want to talk about that. <laughs> So far, I threw my hook into the water, I nearly caught. 
So BJ, what can you tell me about Up the Creek? So that one's 84 between next position, please, and standing on the edge. Um, I think it was probably, well, I don't know if it was recorded during the next position, please, sessions or not. It was co-written with Randy Bishop. It seems like Randy Bishop was kind of in charge of the Up the Creek soundtrack. And Randy Bishop uh, was in a, he's a Canadian guy. He was in a band called The Whackers. If you want to hear The Whackers, you can check out my podcast, Rock and or Roll. I have an episode about Canadian artists. I play The Whackers on there. And which episode Um, is that? I think it's episode seven. It's called Oh Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Randy Bishop has an, uh, also on my AOR episode of my podcast, eventually I'm going to play another Randy Bishop song, which is on the Up the Creek soundtrack uh, called, um, what's it called? Two Hearts on the Loose. I love that song. Mm -hmm. Um, So he co-wrote Up the Creek with Rick, but I don't really know how that writing partnership came about or... I don't know if they sat in a room together and wrote it or if one of them wrote part of it and the other one added to it, which I would guess probably that's what happened. But And the B-side of, of the Up the Creek single had the acapella intro, and it's only been available on vinyl, correct? Yeah. Really yeah, sad. Up the Creek has never been on any reissue or anything. Why do you think well, that is? Well, <laughs> well, one of the reasons might be a couple of quotes I got from the book Bunny's quote about the song is "It sucks." <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah, it says on the Wikipedia page. It says in an interview with drummer Bunny Carlos, he was asked why the song had never been included in a Cheap Trick release aside from the original single. To which Carlos replied, "Cause it sucks." So yeah, and Rick, I remember Rick Nielsen being interviewed by the Onion in the late '90s, probably, and they asked him what was the worst song he'd ever written, and he said, "Up the Creek." <laughs> wow, and they've never performed it live. Yeah, it's never been performed live, so. Okay, look, I, I, first of all, that movie, obviously, like I said, is terrible. Uh, the best line in it is probably when the uh, the water is going to come rushing through that house, and uh, the girl with her top off says, "I think your toilet's going to overflow." <laughs> and uh, you know, that's the, and other than that, there's not too much memorable about that movie. But that song, I always loved, and I, I really, when we started talking about doing a, uh, a podcast about the the soundtrack i wanted to share this story with you it was uh probably about it was the summer of 2000 2000 or 2001 i can't remember it was philadelphia Ra- park racetrack they had the pennsylvania state fair and on this little strip of grass behind this area here's cheap trick playing a free show outside <laughs> It's the summer. It was perfect, like, but it was tiny. Like you never would have even known, except for as you got closer. Here's, you know, you see the the checkerboard drum kit and the amps and everything. Well, we're in the right place. So anyway, they play this great set. I got to be right up front. It was really fantastic. And they they get into this part where Rick says he's introducing the song. And he says, "Well, we're going to play a song now that was from a movie soundtrack." And I yell out, "Up the creek." And he turns and looks, and he starts to wave his hands as if there's a fly buzzing around his head. He looks all befuddled, and he says, Up the creek? Are you out of your mind? And he he gets this really flustered look. He says, No, 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 no. And, of course, what he wants to introduce is, If You Want My Love. They're going to talk about it from Joe Dirt. And and he goes through the, uh, this is now, it's Joe Dirt up, you know, and he goes, and he turns and looks back and goes, up the creek. And then they went right into the song. But I was, I, 
<laughs> I always thought it was very funny. And, uh, you know, I, I like that song a lot. You know, and I was actually, uh, like I said, I, I was happy when I could find that on a, uh, I got that as a bootleg. And obviously that one song, way more valuable than the rest of that movie. But, uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite Cheap Trick soundtrack songs. Do you think they'll ever release it? I hope so. I don't know. They're, they they always talk about found some more parts. You know, they yeah. talk about releasing some something called that, which would I guess would have more stuff. Right. And um, I don't know if they would ever do another. They were, they're probably not going to do any more box set or anything like that. But um, yeah. I sure hope Up the Creek comes out on something because that would mean there would be something released for it to be on. Absolutely. Because <laughs> who knows what else might be on there? Uh, I think I, it's. Uh, I like the song. <clears throat> I was thinking earlier, I was wondering if I would like it if it wasn't Cheap Trick. <laughs> like, if I just heard it, I wonder how much I would like it. I would think um, it was cute. It's hard to cute. be objective about it. I but. would think it's cute. Like, like I could hear, like, Huey Lewis and the News doing it, as weird as it sounds. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, a lot of bands could have done this, but uh, what's weird about it is there were two different music videos for it. One that was the regular one that aired on MTV and Friday Night Videos and stuff like that. And then there was the... R-rated one, which aired on the Playboy channel, hmm. which had like boobies and stuff. Yeah, and in the book it says that John Brandt got in a lot of trouble with his wife over that video. <laughs> Actually, there were three versions produced. Yeah. One with bikini-clad women, the second topless, and the third with full nudity, frontal and rear. The third, ver- <laughs> the third version was shown on the Playboy channel and featured in Playboy magazine. In 1997 interview by John Cruson, Nielsen mentioned the music video. Our video was the worst video we've ever done. We've done some bad, bad ones, but that one took the cake. The worst. So. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the part where Rick has a guitar that's a giant sponge. <laughs> and he's, like, rigging the water out of it while he's playing the solo. But, yeah, the whole sequence with Rick in the bathtub. That's um, right. <laughs> and he leaves his bathrobe on when he goes in the bathtub. <laughs> And then yeah, he's fishing he in the tub, and I don't know what the hell's well, going on. Well, apparently there's no third version with Rick running around without the uh, uh, bathroom, thank God. Yeah, there's no fourth version with Bunny <coughs> Carlos' full frontal nudity. Topless. <laughs> Bunny topless, so thank God for that. Uh, maybe it's good the song's gone. <laughs> but I did like the acapella version. Yeah. With the opening. Yeah, uh, like I said, I do like the song. Um I guess I can understand why Rick might be embarrassed by it, in a way. Not me. It's just a fun, harmless rock song. Yeah. I'd love to see him just whip it out in concert one time. And again, we're talking about the song, nothing else. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about some some movies that they should have been uh, part of the soundtrack. Any thoughts on that line? Yeah, I was always surprised that they weren't a part of that Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie, you know, the Bee Gees' Peter Frampton movie. Oh my god, you're um, right. That would have been killer. It seemed like it would have been a perfect fit. <laughs> Absolutely, and they've definitely done enough uh, Beatles stuff. But I guess uh, Aerosmith and Alice Cooper were probably bigger names at the time, maybe, even than Cheap Trick. Yeah, I guess. Wow. But, you know, you would think when they were putting that movie together back then, one of the first bands they would have thought of would have been Cheap Trick, After I would all, think. After all, in Japan, they're called the American Beatles at times. So. Yeah, yeah. But let's take a little side trip because Robin's done a couple soundtrack songs and we're going to feature Robin because he's the only other person I think that's done some soundtrack songs. He did two of them that I know of. 
There's In This Country, which was featured on the Over the Top soundtrack. You know what? Uh, I remember seeing that movie. I'll tell you what, I don't think I could even hum a few bars of the song. I don't even remember it. Ah. Okay. But now I want to go do some arm wrestling, so it's, uh, you know, I don't know. And he also did Surrender to Me, correct? With Ann Wilson? Oh, yeah, that's from Tequila Sunrise. Yeah. You know, that, I think that's a great song. I mean, I think a lot of, there's a couple really good Robin Zander solo things. Like on his solo album, he has a couple of female vocalists, and he always, I really enjoy that when he goes uh, with duets and things like that. It's very different from Cheap Trick. I like the song. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a different flavor, and certainly his voice works well with uh, Ann Wilson. So Robin's got some soundtrack love out there. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of both of those tracks. Because of the vocal performance, but because no. the songs just aren't aren't there for you, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in this country was written by Giorgio Moroder, mm-hmm. who did a lot of soundtrack work. Um, he was also involved in Top Gun too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's weird when you think about two vocal powerhouses like uh, Xander and Ann Wilson, and this is what kind of comes limping along. It's just. It's sad that the song itself is not as good as the performances. Yeah, who wrote Surrender to Me? I, I forgot about that one. I'm not sure. That was uh, Robin's second duet. <laughs> um, and what was his first? Did you ever hear that duet he did with Michael Jackson's sister? No. Rebby Jackson? No. No one keeping you warm. 
that's not good. <laughs> Surrender to Me is a 1988 single and power ballad for, performed by Ann Wilson, lead singer of Heart, and Robin Zander, lead singer of Cheap Trick. The song was written by Richard Marks and Ross Vanelli and was featured on the soundtrack to the 1988 film Tequila Sunrise, starring Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Kurt Russell. It reached Richard at, Marks. Yes. Yeah. It reached at number six on the Billboard Hot 100 in March 1989. So it did a lot better than I thought. Number it six, really? That's what it says. Wow. Crazy. Light I had no idea that song was a hit. Yeah. Well, there you go. I have the 45, but. <laughs> and up next is one of my least favorite tracks: uh, Cheap Tricks' "Mighty Wings." that goes nowhere but it was such a huge film I remember the 45 had a picture of them on the cover with this the artwork for the Top Gun in the back and everything mm -hmm. yeah kind of surprised with John Brandt yeah but they weren't featured like in a video like there wasn't a no, video that's, that had yeah, them it's, in um, it. it's the one single from Top Gun that, that the, the record company didn't make a video for and all the other singles were huge yeah you would have thought that they would have sprung for a video mm -hmm. maybe I actually like Mighty Wings. Um, I like this kind of a song um, because I'm a geek. But uh, yeah, it's not a cheap trick song. And I would rather have heard a Rick Nielsen composition on the Top Gun soundtrack. But I do like Mighty Wings. Mm -hmm. It was written by Harold Faltermeyer, most famous for writing that Axel F instrumental from Beverly Hills Cop. Hence the familiarity of the name. Just their presence on the Top Gun soundtrack because it was so huge in a way maybe set the stage for the success of Lap of Luxury because it they were in the public consciousness a little bit more and younger music fans who maybe wouldn't have no, have never would have never heard of Cheap Trick maybe when they when Lap of Luxury came out the the name had a familiarity because of just because they were on Top Gun at all you know mm -hmm. so you know j just their presence on such a huge phenomenon like Top Gun even though the song was, itself wasn't a hit Right, probably. Right. You know, I, I think it's a good song. It's another one. That's where, like, when I was talking earlier, that's. It seems like in a lot of ways in that movie, it's kind of hidden. I couldn't tell you even where in the movie it is. I mean, but I'll tell you the funny thing. I always think I actually had. I used to have this on vinyl, where I found it was a, a single that there was. We were down in Philadelphia, and this record store was going out of business, and I happened to be there the night it was going out of business. They were literally just selling everything for about twenty-five cents. And uh, people were just hauling out big stacks of records. And, uh, and I picked it up for, I think it was about a quarter, but uh, it got destroyed over the, over the years. But I, I always think of that night, uh, finding that album and being like, oh, look, it's Cheap Trick. And, uh, and now, of course, you know, I don't okay. have that anymore. Oh, well. The song, Good song. Well, let's see. Uh, we're doing another album, our 11th album. We're doing it with Tony Platt, the guy that uh, mixed our last record. 
Uh, we're going to record the tracks, the basic tracks in the Midwest, and then we're going to go to England and uh, mix over there and do the guitars and vocals. And we just finished a song for... Last the, night we were in the studio. Just, yeah, it. last night with Harold Faltemeyer uh, writing a song for... Hi, Dave. Writing a song for this movie called Top Gun that has Tom Cruise in it. And so the song we did was called uh, Mighty Wing. We didn't write it, but we did it, and it sounds pretty cool. And uh, that's, that's coming out this summer. You've done uh, movie music before. Yeah, we did done quite a few. Did spring break, and then we did uh, spring break, and, and we did uh, up the creek, and we did roadie, <laughs> and we did uh, uh, what was the Matt Dillon's first film? We did we had three songs. Over the edge. What about you want it? What do you think of that? What, tell us tell us about that song. I don't even know what movie this is from. That's from Say Anything, and that's a Lap of Luxury outtake. Um, and it would have been one of the better songs on Lap of Luxury, as oh, we talked right. about. that's right. You were discussing during the Lap of Luxury episode that you you, you discussed this track. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. It's on the box set. We'll play a little bit of that right now. I'm gonna seal your face. I don't think I ever heard this song until it came out on the box set because I never saw the movie. So I like the song a lot. I think it's a great song, but I didn't. I don't. I don't remember ever seeing that movie at all. You know, the "Say Anything" soundtrack is best known for the Peter Gabriel song "In Your, in your Eyes." eyes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just talking to me, BJ. Oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Our next track is "Stop That Thief." another i guess lap of luxury era song okay um and i guess this i guess is in a movie called another way which i guess was a japanese movie um 
it was kind of confusing what I was reading in the book, but it definitely wasn't released in the U.S. The soundtrack wasn't. Uh. So that song wasn't available until the box set. And it's not a great song. But it's weird It's weird about um, rarities and even songs that aren't that great. If you're a fan, you still track it down. Yeah, of course. <laughs> totally agreed. I mean, that's another one where some of these songs you say, I know the song, I couldn't tell you what movie it was from. Right. Uh, our next track is I Will Survive. Gladiator movie? Yeah, the other Gladiator. The other, not the one with Russell Crowe, but the yeah. 80s montage. Oh. Well, it's actually 92. It's a boxing 92? boxing movie. But it stinks of 80 montage. Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. And um, So that song was written by Cliff Magnus and Steve Kipner, who are two hit makers. Like, um, Steve Kipner co-wrote Physical for Olivia Newton-John and Genie in a Bottle, the Christina Aguilera song. And I think Cliff Magnus is written for, like, Kelly Clarkson and stuff. Uh-huh. But another plug for my podcast, Steve Kipner was in a band called Sky Band, a glam rock band in the 70s, and you can hear them on my on the glam rock episode Which was of very Rock and or Roll, um, episode three, I think. Very good. Uh, I love Sky Band. Uh, if you want a good laugh, Google Sky Band and check out their album cover. It came out in, like, 75, um, and Steve Kipner was in that band. And he co-wrote I Will Survive. What do you think of I Will Survive, Ken? Kind of generic to me. It doesn't yeah. really jump out at me, to be honest with you. I will survive! Yeah. I will survive! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Those 80s, a lot of the 80s montage, they have those kind of, you know, let's uh, let's train to the soundtrack. And, you know, it's funny. when After you saw the Naked Gun movie where they did that bit with... Um, I'm into something good. Yeah, right. And they're falling in love and it's like, it's the whole day, but it looks like months. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny when you look back and you see something like this where it's that montage, the training montage, or especially by that point, they were into like the C and D grade kind of karate kid and Rocky and, you know, that kind of thing. Good song. But uh, yeah, this movie, I'll take a pass on that. It's one of those. I I, I, I bought the soundtrack because they were on it. That's all I know about it. Yeah, it's a, it's another it's another song like Mighty Wings. It's the kind of song that um, I like that a lot of other people don't. <laughs> but yeah, I like it. But yeah, it's one of those um, fist in the air. My wife and her friends call it fist rock. Fist rock because you <laughs> pump your fist while you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a hockey game. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's better than it's better than uh, "I Will Survive" by Gloria Gaynor. I will oh, say that. <laughs> well, yeah, but one, that one was a hit at least. So, yeah, you know, we'll give that up to. Him. What about Wild Thing?
what was I that hate from? that song in any um, permutation. You don't like the original version? No, no, what I'm not a fan of that you? song at all. I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. Well, what don't and, you like about their version? Uh, I, it's just, uh, I'd, I'd much rather hear a Rick Nielsen song. Ah, okay. Well, uh, let's see, then we got... And that, of course, is in the uh, perennial classic Encino Man. Yeah, which is actually an enjoy a waste of time kind of Sunday movie, you know, Saturday afternoon kind of thing. I gotta say, I don't remember where it is in the movie, and really, as soon as I, if I was gonna listen to a version of Wild Thing, it might be the original, but would probably be the Sam Kinison version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about Money off the Caddyshack 2? Really, how could you? Caddyshack 2. Caddyshack 1 is so great. But Caddyshack 2, yeah, not so great. And the the song is great. I mean, that's I, I think it's a really good song. That's another one that I didn't really, I don't associate it with Caddyshack 2 because I, I don't, I can't even remember where in the movie it actually is. But, uh, you know, it's a good song. Yeah, that was one of the most pointless sequels ever made, probably. Well, it's no good. <laughs> But we're yeah. not here to. We're not playing uh, Siskel and Ebert on at the movies. We're talking <laughs> yeah, tricks. So. Thumb, uh, two thumbs down for Caddyshack too. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, money is another song that I don't like. No matter who performs it, I and love the was it the Flying Lizards, and I like the Beatles version and the you know the early ones. But this one just doesn't do it for me. You know. If, I don't know if those if those were covers that the people putting the soundtrack together just asked them to do, and or if Cheap Trick chose those songs. I don't know. It would be interesting to find out. Uh, one more. We forgot about one more Robin Zander appearance on a soundtrack. Um, Which the is? First Love, Last Rites movie. He sings that song, Automatic Soup, with Shudder to Think. Vanessa called the messenger. with you i have never heard it yeah that's an awesome song so i think shutter to think wrote the song and everything and then robin just sang it well let's move to tv we're gonna take a little side trip to one of what actually became a semi-hit for the guys the 70s song from the 70s show and it was written by alex chilton originally yeah that's a big star song yeah and if you haven't listened to big star you should never go far without a little big star right yeah <laughs> Let's play a little bit of Big Star's version right now.
Wisconsin! <laughs> BJ, what do you think of the 70s song? I like it. I don't... It's it's just weird to me, the way the Big Star song was was used. It was so weird that they used Big Star for that 70s show, but then they didn't use the actual Big Star song. I, I think that 70s show, I mean, it's a fantastic track. I think their version is great. And I think in some ways it's funny. It brought Cheap Trick almost back into the mainstream. Everybody was saying, that, you know, the show was popular, and they're like, oh, wow, you know, what, is that Cheap Trick? And I think it's better than the Big Star version. It's more, I think, upbeat and uh, obviously has the cheap trick edge. And, uh, you know, yeah, I think it put it kind of put them back, you know, really in the public eye. I don't know who did it for the first couple seasons, but it was really bad, yeah. the version that they had originally. It was okay. Um, it wasn't cheap trick. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely picked the right band to bring in and do the song. But yeah. I just was always a little weirded out by it. Yeah. I don't know. And the video is really cool. I don't know why they didn't just use the Big Star song unless they couldn't get permission, but I don't know why they wouldn't have been able to, you know? But on the other hand, who knows Big Star? That's the thing that stinks about Big Star. Great band, but not many people know about them. As a matter of fact, Cheap Trick appear in a new documentary about Big Star. Yeah, I saw that that's on iTunes, but I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I wonder who it was doing this song. You know, was it the first season or two seasons before they got Cheap Trick to do it? What'd you it find said, It says, um, in 2000, Chilton confirmed that he was paid $70 in royalties each time the show aired, in a amount he thought ironic, given the show's title. Wow. <laughs> wow, so he got 70 bucks every time the show aired. That's amazing. <laughs> a cover version by Todd Griffin was used as the theme for the show's first season. Uh, he was a former member of some band called The Graveyard Train. Seventy um, bucks. Wow. Seventy bucks. Well, it's better than nothing. Does that, if, does on the that other hand, syndication. Yeah, or? if it's syndication, that's a pretty sweet deal. If yeah, not, right. <laughs> but sadly, he's no longer with us anyway. No. So. You know, it, since since that '70s show took place in Wisconsin, Cheap Trick were definitely the right band. Absolutely. Um, you know, because they're so associated with the Midwest, and um, you know, I live in Wisconsin, and it seems like everyone you meet has Cheap Trick story. They're almost like a local band to. You know the Madison, Milwaukee area area too, right? And it was it was great how they added in the "We're all all right" part in the song. Yeah, it was really nice to see that pop back up. Yeah, um, Robin really belts it out on that song, which is weird. You know, it it doesn't sound at all like the original. No, it he doesn't. Really, <laughs> he really it? makes it his own and really belts it out. Um, yeah, and again, that was written by Alex Chilton and Chris Bell of the band Big Star. So. Very Neither familiar. one of them are with us anymore. Yeah, it's sad to hear. So, hello, Wisconsin, in honor of them. Hello, Wisconsin! Let's move to, I guess we're back to more modern times now, Transformers. <laughs> what do you think of them doing the Transformers theme song? You know what? I mean, that's I, I, I don't know. I think of it always as the robotic version more than anything. Robots in disguise. Yeah. You know, I like when they're really doing more original songs, and uh, this not not the kind of song you really pull out when you're thinking of Cheap Trick. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's it's not horrible, but it's not something I would ever really put on to listen to. Right. Um, yeah, I was you know I was pretty excited when I first heard that they were doing it. It was interesting, but because of the direction they chose to go with those soundtracks, the the style, um, and then to try to make Cheap Trick conform somewhat to that. It just doesn't work very well. 
Yeah, it's again not a big fave of mine, but uh, it's it's still it's still cool to hear Cheap Trick do something. So. It says the Cheap Trick song was not used in the film. It wasn't even in the titles? I guess not. Wow, that's weird. One of my favorite compilation things that I make for myself and have made over the years is Cheap Trick at the Movies, and I really wish that the guys would put this out and they could put all their soundtrack stuff, you know, on one on one release. You know what? It would be great if it exists. The problem is, is right away, you know, it's probably every different movie company owns the rights and they probably can't come to an agreement and this one wants that and this one wants that. And, you know, otherwise, yeah, I'm surprised they haven't because especially a lot of the movies, you know, it's names that you know, but I mean, like, I'm not going to buy the Top Gun soundtrack just for Mighty Wings, you know, but uh, I'd, I'd love to have a good version of all these songs. We thank you for tuning in to our summer extravaganza soundtrack blockbuster in 3D. Thank you for being part of the show and keep listening. And uh, as always, thank you, BJ. Thank you, Matt. And Thanks, guys. All right. Well, thank you very much. Well, that was easy. Yep, it was. <laughs> I told you it'd be fast. That's right. That's right. All right, my friend. <laughs> well, I will let you go. See you, pal. Right, you too. Right, thank you, and keep cheap tricking. And that's our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap tricking.